Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 311 and it is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. I am your host, Victor Amoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are here in the Codex Prime Studios once again. Um, second week of the new year uh, for us, for this show. And once again, we thank you so much for watching and listening and, uh, you know, just uh, chopping it up with us every single week as we talk about nerd stuff, things that we're into. Um, and, yeah, um, hopefully this episode will stay online. I think I copied copied over the stream key. I think I think we're good. Don't, don't <laughs> scare me like that, man. <laughs> um if if anything um if 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 for for those for those of you in the facebook comments if for some reason our episode just stops and you don't hear any sound and the image is frozen then that means that i probably didn't copy the stream key so just let us know in the comments that hey you know what's going on and then i'll i don't know i'll restart the feed or something but for the but thank you for listening nonetheless uh once again uh we do want to give some some shout outs first a shout out to our, our friend of the show and sponsor of the show afton ward for infamous customs that's m f a m u s customs that's where you can uh, order uh codex prime t-shirts hoodies apparel as well as uh, any custom design t-shirt of your of your choosing just go to infamouscustoms.com also follow her on Instagram at Infamous Customs. That's M F A M U S Customs. All right, so uh, we're here once again, and as you can see, uh, I got a copy of The Last of Us uh, remastered for the PS4. So we are going to be talking about the premiere episode of The Last of Us, which uh, debuted on HBO Max this past Sunday. Uh, we've got a lot of thoughts about the uh, the pilot episode. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into uh, what we thought about the show uh, so far, or how it compares to the games, um, some other Last of Us uh, discussions, uh, news and notes, and then we'll also, you know, before that, we'll talk about things we've been up to, you know, things we've been watching, playing, you know, you know how we do on this show. And as Carl is uh, sharing the episode, uh, yeah, man, um, some. I'm almost done. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some some I guess I guess some other some other cool things, uh, some other podcasts I've been listening to. You know, I've been, you know, been thinking about. Um, uh, well, well, well. Next next week actually is going to be Raw's thirty year anniversary. It is uh, Raw thirty, and um, I was and I was thinking about this. I was listening to uh, the latest episode of Solid Monster Sounds Off, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, um, not it's not for everybody apparently, but uh, but yeah, but Jason Solomon had a had a cool segment this week. He was talking about his top thirty segments on Monday Night Raw over the years. Oh Jesus Christ, I can't even think of leaving ten right now. And, <laughs> not a right now at least. Yeah, and and that made me think about like some some not 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 thirty segments, but some cool segments over the years that we've seen on Monday Night Raw. I mean, you've got the classics like uh, the Zamboni spot from Stone Cold. Um, this is your life. Happy birthday. <laughs> yep. This is Yerple. Yep. Yerple. Uh, Steve Austin uh, attacking Vince McMahon in the hospital, hitting him over the head with the bedpan. Um, oh, Mick Foley winning the WWE ch- uh, championship. Big shout outs to Eddie. He was there. Oh, really? Yeah, he was there that night. Nice. And that was a night where Tony Schiavone spoiled it on Nitro. And famously gave Night Raw its biggest ratings bump at that time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he, everybody literally switched channel. Yep, 
Yeah, I, I remember I was watching Nitro at the time, and then I heard Tony Schiavone said, "Yeah, oh by the way, uh, uh, Mankind Mick Foley he won the the World Championship on Monday Night Raw. That'll put butts in seats." And I was like, "Oh shit, Mankind won! I gotta see how he did it." Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that but that that was a that was a great segment. It didn't age well, but this st- I still find this funny. Was that when DX mocked the nation? Oh yes. Oh, it yeah. didn't age well. First of all, I actually learned even Mark Henry testified that X Pac did not want to do it. Oh wow, really? <laughs> and he was like, just go and Mark Henry literally was just like, just go ahead. But it was still like funny. It wasn't Yeah, it, it was the blackface, it wasn't distasteful. Like it's yeah. distasteful as it was, but it's like he wasn't chucking and jiving and stuff. He was just kind of yeah. Oh yeah, he was making just making fun of Mark Henry. Mark you know, Henry his... in general, yeah, not all black people. It was just Mark Henry in general. But it was cool that X Pac like X Pac is a cool guy actually. Like, oh yeah, and speaking of X Pac, he had one of the most memorable segments on Raw where he beat Razor Ramon as a one two three kid. One of he the did. biggest upsets in Raw history, and it made him a star. It did. Yeah, I, I remember that episode very well. I was like, oh yeah, that did happen. One for the little guy. <laughs> um, Pillman's got a gun. Oh God! <laughs> Pillman's got uh, one of the most infamous episodes of of, of uh, Monday Night Raw at that time. Bruce Pritchard did do an episode about that. <laughs> they did talk about that in long form. It was, well, oh, it was man. the Brian Pillman episode, and they're like, "Yo, like neighbors were like calling cops. <laughs> oh. Neighbors got concerned." Oh man, yeah, because you know Pillman made it a little too. Re- he made it look pretty real at that time. Um, oh man, what what other what other segment memorable segments um, or matches even like, of course, um, Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin yeah, <sighs> man, that was a fire match. It's, in my view, best match of Shelton Benjamin's career. Oh, whoa, whoa. ladder match, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. Hmm. That was a good. Probably one. one of my all-time favorite, one of my all-time favorite ladder matches. No, yeah, I can see that. I mean, Jeff Hardy, no stranger to the, to the ladder match, of, of course. Um, the Undertaker, who was, mm-hmm. he didn't compete in ladder matches like that. No, I think that was his one and only. Oh, really? To my knowledge, off the top of my dome, yeah, I think that was his one and only. Hmm. Interesting. Oh yeah, um, man. Uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, what else was? Oh, of course, uh, the best send off any professional wrestler could ever receive, Ric Flair's send off, Shawn Michaels send off. Yep, Shawn Michaels send off. Um, the time Bret Hart came back to Raw after twelve I years. Lo- yeah, I love that one. Yep, that was a really feel good moment. Yep, uh, The Rock's return after seven years in twenty eleven. Shane McMahon's return. Yep, he got a hero's welcome. Jesus, yeah, a lot, a lot of good moments. Oh, and in my view, the the second best uh, Money in the Bank cash in, first one being Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. Dolph Ziggler, yeah, he got the monster pop that night. Raw after Mania, I think that was like the that was probably the best Raw after Mania we've had. In I, the yeah, years. yeah, not in a long time. Brock Lesnar's return was on was the Raw after Mania. Oh yeah, F five John Cena, yeah. Um, damn, we can go on and on with these. Yeah, Actually, I can't. Not even right now. I'm so sleep deprived. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and of and of course, prison dom. You know how it is. Yeah, oh, man. 
Prison wrestling. Prison changes somebody. It changes a man. Yeah, he served hard time. Two hours in the drunk tank. That's what's the best. <laughs> That's what's making this so real classic. And you know what? As green as Dominic still is, he's owning it. He's making it work. He really is. Yeah, like like who would have thought that like Dominic Mysterio would be like the the must see part of Judgment Day? His father wouldn't have. His father wouldn't have let that happen. He wouldn't have let him go to jail like that. He would have beat his ass straight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I, you got to feel for Ray. I mean, his son's a gangbanger now. I'm talking about, I'm talking about his, his real father. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere Eddie Guerrero is is laughing his ass off in the hereafter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But uh, yeah, we got a uh, Tong Nor in the chat. What's so, happening, Tong? Oh, that's a throwback. Mm. Asa Mesa. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that was my elementary school back in the day. Mm, Ace semester. Okay. Where'd you go, George J. West? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, first, I would love to see like throwback Vic, like <laughs> eight-year-old Vic. Oh man, yeah, that's um, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, uh, Tan says that his first wrestling experience, he was three, watching Andre versus Hogan in the late '80s. Uh, Christopher Smith in the chat says yeet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, we we can go on and on. But man, thirty years of Raw. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully some someday we'll get back to the two hour Raws. But USA loves that money. It is. I mean, what are they gonna show? Another episode of Law and Order SVU, or like a rerun of the Westminster Dog Show? We can always you not that. do that. Shit. You know what? After them dog shows, you ruin my wrestling. Yeah, I remember. I was always mad when those dog shows came on every February. Yeah, man. I'm like, I don't get shoot the damn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they could just do a crossover show and just call it a day, you know. <laughs> but uh, but oh yeah, and speaking of wrestling, um, can't believe this website's still around. Wrestlecrap.com. They've been, yeah, been around since 2000. Like every year, they have the Gooker Award named after the gobbledygooker. Oh yeah, and they they and they uh, award like the worst thing in wrestling for for that particular year. And what did WWE get? Uh, this year, well, actually, WWE didn't get get the award this year. This year's winner, and uh, I think on, Jan- on January 26th, we're going to get the full induction, was Ric Flair's last match. Or rather, Ric Flair's last in air quotes match. <sighs> which, I'm sorry, is well-deserved. The, 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 the entry with the second most votes, which didn't win, was last year's Royal Rumble 2022, which was a bad show, but... Yeah, Ric Flair's last match. If you if you've seen it, you'd be like, "Yep, that's nothing else could win." It was, it was depressing, man. I still haven't watched that match. I I think you're better off not watching it. <laughs> I, I I watched the fan footage of Ric Flair's match, and I was just sitting there, just I, I just felt pity and secondhand embarrassment, dude. But I, I like I said, I understood why he did it. Yeah, but you know, he, Ric Flair is a whore. He, he he's a whore for the spotlight. He can't help himself. Listen, Ric Flair can he he can get the spotlight no matter what. Exactly. He's Ric Flair. Exactly. He don't need to be putting the boots on and, and blading himself and passing out. Okay. He needed to do it though. He needed to he needed to give Death that that middle finger. Well, shit, the way he was wrestling, Death was ready to claim him again. <laughs> 
he was playing. No, he was playing with fire, man. But yeah, if you if you've seen that match, man. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wait, what's this? Unfortunately, sad news from Dominic Powell. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Wait, what? You mean Jay Briscoe of the Briscoes tag team? What? Hold on. Uh, uh, um. Uh, 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 Carl. Carl's looking this up right now. Apparently, we're getting some uh, some unfortunate news. It's here. true. What? Jay Briscoe? Whoa. Well, one half of the tag team, the Briscoes, uh, they last year they had uh, three excellent matches, match of the year uh, candidates with FTR at uh, ROH uh, pay-per-views. They had a trilogy of matches last year. Whoa. Oh my gosh, he actually passed away? Yeah, it's confirmed on his Wikipedia. Let me uh, let oh. me Google. Oh, that's See if hard. there's any like cause of death. Oh, that's horrible. Yo. That's horrible. Oh man. Oh, what a loss. Damn. Wow, so apparently apparently it has been confirmed that uh, Jay Briscoe uh, passed away. Uh, so apparently, according to Dominique Powell here, it says it was a car accident apparently that uh, took his life. Um, Nothing yet. I'm not seeing anything on Google. Okay. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. And and uh, uh, sorry, folks, for those who are uh, listening. Yeah, like, yeah, that is oh man, that is some heavyweight news right here. Yeah, so Yeah. Yep, Twitter. Yep, it's been Tony Con- Tony Khan tweeted it himself. Sadly, Jamin Pugh has passed away, known the fans as Jay Briscoe. He was starring ROH for over twenty years from the first show until today. Jay and his brother Mark dominated ROH, reigning as champions to this day. We'll do whatever we can to support his family. Rest in peace, Jamin. Oh, man. Damn. Oh, that's horrible. That is. Man, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Man, last. Confirmed by. Yeah. Confirmed by Tony Khan. Oof. Man. Wow. Well, that's that. Yeah, that's a. Yep, I'm seeing it. Oh man, that is terrible news. Ugh. Yeah, what a shock. You think? Yeah, yeah and like I said, uh, last last year, yeah, he and uh, he and his brother Mark Briscoe involved in a trilogy of ma- excellent matches with FTR, uh, which were praised as some of the best tag team matches of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, damn! How do we move on from that? Well, uh, well, more, more, more news on on that as it develops. We'll, uh, I guess, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on any updates that come up. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, as you, as you know, professional wrestling is no stranger to, you know, untimely deaths. And you know, Lord knows we've seen a lot of those. You know, growing up, like many of our favorites growing up have, you know, have have passed on. And yeah, it just sucks when you hear something like that, especially someone in, in like in the prime of their career. Their career, yeah, yeah. Man, Ooh, um, damn! How do we segue into that? I guess what we've been up to. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, I I will say like uh, uh, for yeah for yeah for wrestling, um, so yeah, Raw thirty. I'll probably I'll probably catch Raw thirty next week. Uh, thirty years of Raw and uh, um, speaking of WWE, some 
interesting news. Like some more, a couple more uh, higher ups have resigned as well. Stephanie McMahon uh, also resigning. Yeah, but they were saying that she was recovering from surgery, recovering from a recent surgery as well. So it's a good cover story. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, but you know, uh, you know, f- fingers crossed that the old man doesn't get his hands on the creative book. Um, because if if we see the twenty four seven championship and if people start missing their last name, their first names, <laughs> that's when we know. Okay, you know, Raw's back to what it was. Uh, but yeah, um, things we've been up to, man. Uh, I guess I'll start. Go ahead. You know, uh, you know for for me, um, not not a uh, not a whole lot uh, this week. Uh, I did catch um, a, a new movie, uh, which which I enjoyed. I'm uh, scared already. Um, I, don't, I, I think I think for this one, um, you, you should be fine. Uh, I'm scared. I'm even more scared now. Um, it's a movie that a uh, friend of the show, Jim Savard, disliked immensely, but <laughs> I, which which was a good sign that 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 I would enjoy it. And uh, this movie is called The Menu. The Menu, which is on HBO, which is streaming on HBO. It's a uh, dark comedy. It's directed by Mark Mylod, and it stars uh, Ray Fine, uh, Hong Chow, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, Janet McTeer, uh, John Leguizamo. And this film is rather interesting. It, it's sort of like a, a send-up of, um, high, of high cuisine and a send-up of like the wealthy elites and like the top 1%. And like super rich, super bougie, out of touch people, and this movie, um, Anya Taylor Joy, she's our protagonist, and she plays uh, this woman named Margot, uh, Margot Mills, and uh, she travels. Uh, she's she travels with her boyfriend Tyler, who's this pretentious food enthusiast, and uh, played by Nicholas Holt, and they travel by boat to this island, on this ex- on this on this. Seclude, the secluded island in this exclusive restaurant for like the rich, wealthy elites called Hawthorne, and it's run by this uh, celebrity chef named Julian Slowick, played by Ray Fiennes. And and throughout and throughout the movie, uh, uh, Ray Fine he's assembled. Uh, Julian's assembled this uh, cadre of um, of wealthy elites that he's invited uh, to his. Uh, to his lone compound and him and his uh, team of chefs of sous chefs they're all they all fear him he rules with an iron fist or an iron skillet if you will and he and he and he's cook and he's serving all of these really pretentious looking highfalutin meals it's basically like they just look like just small art pieces and when you look at them it's like there's no way this could this could be filling for anybody and 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 uh, Margot, she's the only one who sees through all the bullshit. And as the movie progresses, the the evening starts to become much more and more bizarre. Which eat with each course being served uh, by the chef, who whose who um whose dominion is 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 felt by all of the um all of the patrons there at the restaurant. Um, Ty, uh, Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler Tyler um. Uh, Tyler Ledford, he's like this, like I said, this really pretentious dude who's like, he's so into he's so, he's so into food culture. He's like, oh, I could just taste the emulsion and and, and, the, and the ginger and and this and that ingredient in in this in this particular delectable dish. And I'm like, this guy's so far up his ass. It's like Jesus, man. And 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 as the film progresses, things get a get a little weirder, a little more unsettling, and a little more violent. 
and uh and and as you and as it progresses um the menu gets a little stranger why are you smiling <laughs> Um, I will say, um, contrary to dear friend of the show Jim Savard's opinions on this on this film, I for one very much enjoyed this movie. It was a delight. It was absolutely, it was absolutely wonderful uh, to see like this 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 dark satirical send up of like of high culture and, and high dining. Uh, another friend of the show, Angela Marandola, uh, she also was an enthusiastic fan of the show of the film, and we talked about it in our chat. Um, I really th- there was one scene um where um where uh the item on the menu was an actual sous chef and um basically you know uh, how basically uh you know uh sometimes you got to give your life uh in order for that fine dining and um what you know what yeah and uh also there are uh some other scenes uh uh where you know all the all the men are, are given like a, a head start to run away to try to escape the island um there hong Shao, she he, she plays this um one of the uh employees uh on in hawthorne who really wants to curry um julian's favor but she's very stern she's very strict um, and, and there's like a nice moment she has with these like three tech bro, rich dudes, um, rich douchebags. John Leguizamo, he plays this washed up actor who, um, who who seems to be like a nice guy. He doesn't seem to be, you know, like a, a pretentious douche, although like, you know, his character is uh, he's washed up and he's coming to terms with like the twilight of his career. And he's trying to figure out how to how to make a switch from being a popular actor to something else entirely. Um yeah, man, the, the menu. It's it, it, it's a film that I I enjoy. I, I really did like the little, the little close up set pieces of how they prepared like some of the foods. Even though it's like clear, it's like yeah, man. If I have to eat like five of these to in order to be halfway full, um, the ending I will say is preposterous. I won't spoil it, but I was just like. I was like, okay, it's kind of a satire, so I, I kind of get that it's not it's not meant to be taken literally, but yeah, man, the menu it's 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 a delicious treat. I I would put it, I, I would I would put this as a nice double feature along with Triangle of Sadness. You are an awful person. Which I reviewed last week. Yeah, you are. And speaking of Triangle of Sadness, oh my god, it's gonna come on to the Criterion Collection in April. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Triangle of Sadness, right there. Why are you there. throwing up the rock? <laughs> It's, it's Gia, young, young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young Hovey, you hurt. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the menu. Um, um, come watch it if you're hungry for some, uh, for like a, a dark horror comedy. Uh, come if you're if you if you're um, if, if you have a taste for something uh, for something uh, dark and bloody. Something that's. Why are you gonna say it like that? It, something that's a little hot and creamy. <laughs> Is that what you feed the family downstairs in the basement? Listen, the family wants what I tell them to want. I say drink that milk out that bottle. I don't care if it has hair on it. Why isn't that a, why isn't that why aren't you writing a screenplay of that? I mean And you got the you you got a title. The family, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I may have to tone down a couple things, perhaps. Uh, no, you don't. Just sell it to A twenty four. Oh yeah, they'll definitely take it. Hey, all right then. 
Who knows? It might it might end up in the Criterion Collection. We're not going that far. I mean, don't don't ruin yeah. my dream. <laughs> I, I know. It's right. I know. I should. I shouldn't do that. You know? I shouldn't do that. You know? Chase your dreams. Yeah. Chase you know. your dreams. And who knows? You know, maybe uh, I can collaborate with uh, Ari Aster. I will get him on the show. I tried. I actually told you I tried. <laughs> I tried looking up ways to get him on the show. Oh man! But yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. The menu. Check it out. It's on HBO Max. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, um, you can eat while watching it. You will. You can eat while watching it. I'm just gonna be like consuming liquor. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, so watch that. Uh, I oh, uh, and I got a and, and as I was uh, and, and and as you as, as you guys know, um, I don't follow the 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 sports ball the. The foosball, whatever it's called. The football, football. You know um, what it is. But apparently, I had a. Uh, oh, my eyes a little itchy. Um, I had a. I had a. I was texting you know a friend of the show, John Haponic, and he texted me uh, that apparently the, um, the 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 Dallas Dallas Cowboys. Go the, ahead. Yeah, the, the, them boys. Uh, apparently, yeah. they're not only in the playoffs, but they're two games away from possibly making it to the. Uh, to the Supreme Ball, Football Mania, whatever you know what it's called. Yeah, um, uh, Football Mania, Football Kingdom, uh, uh, 38 and a half, or whatever it's called. Um, I'm at, I'm just as surprised as everybody that the that your t- that your loser team has made it this far. Understand this. Um, <clears throat> um, I have zero intention of living up to my end of the deal if the Cowboys, by some miracle, You, you have to do it. Be a man. And win the Super Bowl. Be a man. That's not going to happen. But if if it does happen, you have to do it. I don't have to do a damn yes, thing. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I am evoking. You, no, you are. No, you're not. I am no, evoking no, founders privilege as the co-founder as one of the original three (laughs) of the codex prime podcast no i shall not uphold any bets made on this show if the cowboys win no i will not debase myself yes you will by eating a yes homophobic anti-lgbtq chick-fil-a sandwich on the air yeah dripped in wicked nightmare extract that is not gonna happen Uh, i'm not gonna it's not gonna drip it's just gonna be a drop yeah, just it, a it's, drop. It, 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 it's not going to happen. And I will make sure members of the what me and my friend Aiden like to call the lig- ligatus. Mm-hmm. I will make sure. You know what? I will make sure he's present for that. No. No, no, no. You because if it was me, mm-hmm. if you want to bet, and I all of a sudden just say I renege. No, no, no. See, see, no, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. see, see. What you got to understand is. What you gotta understand is, as one of the, as you one got, of the, I don't care. As one of the original three, okay, I, I have founders' privilege over this show. So then, if that's word, the case, and then if that's the case, the level of superstardom that you have received this this past year, mm-hmm. talking to Timothy Zahn mm-hmm. and half of the prequel trilogy cast members, mm-hmm. who got you that gig? Listen, we gotta give it up to God. You know. What I'm <laughs> Oh, now all of a sudden you're no longer. Uh, you are religious when it's convenient, sir. L- l- listen, you listen. no, no. Listen, um, no, you you you. you, 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 you 
own your shit. Be a man. If you can take a bite of a quad stacker from Burger King and just yell America before it. If I'm man enough to freaking beat the Toa Satan challenge. Um, <clears throat> listen. If I can watch all three, if I, I can complete your Ariasta challenge. It's not hard. I mean, it's not, but it was just like, yeah, Hereditary is definitely the best one. Hmm. Well, I, I won't disagree. I like I like both equally, Hereditary and Midsummer. If I can do that, you can eat that damn sandwich. And you will, because we have shook on it. Mm-hmm. Your word is your bond. Be a man. Be a man. Look! Look! When we shook on that, when we shook on that, I thought it was the easiest bet known to man because we know the Cowboys are perennial jobbers in the NFL. I mean, how was <laughs> ask the charges? How was I supposed to know? I, I, how was I supposed to know that they were gonna not only make it to the playoffs, but they were gonna beat who apparently is like the greatest quarterbacker of all time, Tim Bronson? What's his name? Tim Bronson? Yeah, we eliminated Tom Brady. Yeah, him. Like I didn't I I didn't I thought he was going to be the roadblock, but apparently they they ran through him and and yeah, and they appa- apparently they have two more teams to 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 beat. See, uh next up is San Fran San Francisco on Sunday. Okay. Well, well, I I well, I don't want the San Francisco um 49ers. Yeah, 58 and a quarter, whatever they're called. You, Listen. You, you literally just heard me say it. I want San Francisco to do the job, to do to do the job that apparently the, all the other teams were too lazy to do. I want them to put a stop to the Cowboys' momentum. All right, because I do not want to see in 2023, in the third decade of the, of the 21st century, I do not want to see the Cowboys, your team that you've cheered for inexplicably since '96, make it before to the that. or and before that rather, make it to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys exist. To be that team that everybody points and laughs at. The children are right to laugh at you, Ralph Wiggum. They're, they're the Ralph Wiggum of the NFL. We we point and laugh at them because that's what the Cowboys, that's what the Cowboys' purpose is for them to suddenly turn around and make it to the championship game and, and, and to and, and to and to and to make you gloat. I do not want to see you gloat on this show talking that shit. Wearing your Cowboys gear on the air. I oh, it's not, happening. I do that, not oh, want to see that, that happen. That happens. It's happening. So San Francisco fans, put all of your energy in the universe. All right? All right? Lend your energy out there to your team and make sure that the Cowboys don't win so that I, Victor Omoyo, do not have to uphold my end of the bet that I have no intention of upholding anyway. But you're going to do it anyway because you're a man. I am a listen. I yes, I am a man. I am, and I am your a, word sh- is your bond. Listen, <clears throat> it is documented, and it's a handshake. It's just as legal as a document. Listen, in fairness, we did not sign any legal paperwork, so therefore, it's null and void. So it is documented. 
on this very podcast. I promise I promise everybody here on this podcast watching, commenting, and you, sir, I will not debase myself. You're gonna have to by eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You're gonna have to. With that wicked nightmare extract. That's not gonna happen. So the next Sunday, I need all you San Francisco fans. <laughs> to John Bonnick. Put your energy out in the universe. Shout out to John Apati. He said, the sandwich is delicious. You're afraid you'll enjoy it. Listen, John Haponic is—he's no stranger to compromising his morals. He look—he's—he's he's lost. The, the, the brother is lost. He's my friend. I love him, but he's lost, and, and, and we can't help him. I still have my principles, and I will not compromise. Okay. Yeah, you're compromising your principles as a man by reneging on a bet. Listen, there was no legal documentation. It's it's documented on film. It's okay, you know. It, it, it's online, and you shook on it. You shook on it. Not only did you shake on it, mm -hmm. you did the mega powers handshake. <clears throat> that is sacred. That that is sacred. Well, that is signed, sealed, and delivered. Well, all, all, all I would say, Carl, is, uh, you know, enjoy your celebratory. I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying it week by week. I am taking it one week at a time. Mm -hmm. But we live. We live to fight another day. And I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Good. Good. Because Sunday is going to be the last NFL game you enjoy this season. And I'll be okay with that. We eliminated Tom Brady. I am good. That, uh, I will take that. I will take that as our win. So, um, <clears throat> yep, Vic. I know you're a man of your word. You can't go back on that. Well, I'm gonna make a note to myself. Note to self: I'm find episode we shook hands on. Delete episode. No evidence. Behind. Oh no, they're they're, they're they're witnesses. So, so <clears throat> we we shall we shall we shall see. You know, um, we shall see. We but, shall see. But as of right now, I am enjoying this. This is my Victory Tuesday. I'm just gonna enjoy it. Good, good, because you, you know nobody expected the losers to make it this far. I didn't either. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I didn't either. But we had a winning season so far. You went twelve and five. That, that's actually quite impressive for your team. And now we in the playoffs. Let's let's see what let's see what we can get done. Well, yeah, we we shall see. You know, um, I guess. Well, I guess, but yeah, like John Aponic said, are you are you afraid you'll enjoy it? I'm not afraid of enjoying it. Listen, I I don't. I, you could. Wash it down with some blood orange soda from Trader Joe's. I have I have never eaten a Chick Fil A sandwich in my life. I don't plan to start now. Yeah, I had one. I've only eaten there like twice. Okay, as long as you as long as you're not eating there regularly. If it's on the way, well, you know what it is too. Drive throughs be long. Yeah, you be seeing them joints. I know that. They're pretty long. Like every time, I, I've never seen a Chick Fil A drive-through that wasn't full. Yeah, you I mean, have. 
except on Sundays. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, uh, we we shall see. And um, <clears throat> um, if 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 uh, if by some miracle your team makes it all the way to a uh, football kingdom, um, th- there there probably will be a Stephen A. Smith style rant on this show, and I hope. I hope it doesn't um, go that far. Um, <clears throat> uh, I I I, th- I, th- I thought I had this this bet in the bag, but here we are. I didn't know your team was going to be this successful, but um, one can only hope, one can only wish, and I'm not a religious man. I'll even say one has to pray that them boys don't make it uh, to the championship. <clears throat> God's team, yeah. God has a sense of humor. <laughs> anyway. He does have a sense of humor. Just look in the mirror. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm handsome as fuck. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, um, what else I've been up to? Uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 pretty much it. You know. Um, yeah, that's 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 my life. You'll be okay. I hope so, man. Time will tell. Next next Sunday, next Sunday, we'll 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 determine it. Well, one thing you can do, you can make a ten dollar donation, and you can pick up the Blend Trinity, which is by uh, local D- uh, mixtape, but the new mixtape by local DJs, DJ Franchise, DJ Lady Ruck, and DJ Chop Stewie. And damn it, it's been in my car and. Fire. Okay. The Blend Trinity. Okay, okay. Fire. It's been a study it's been a study guide for me. And mm-hmm. let's just say I am working on one myself. Okay. So you you you're trying to drop some hot fire of your own? I am. I am. It's been they say it's been due like I've been overdue like years. And I'm like, eh, let me, you know, let me get an audience first. So but yeah, it's gonna be coming real soon. Real soon, we're still. I'm still working on it, and I'm pretty happy with how it's been turning out uh, lately. So, um, be on the lookout. All right, you know, it's hot, hot off. The, it's gonna be hot off the presses real soon in the streets. You know, it is hot beats for the streets. We love it. Damn, hot beats for the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just go too hot to trot? <laughs> so next up I uh made an attempt to play a video game and honestly it's just not for me. Okay. And that's Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh. I I don't know. It's just the fighting style is just it just seems too much. You got to use cards and stuff. It, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. Now it got good reviews, and I'm sure somebody else can do it. Mm-hmm. But I know, I just couldn't quite get with it. So, hmm. so it's well, more, like, more like a card card based game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. kind of RPG style. So oh, I just. Couldn't mesh. I didn't have enough patience for it and stuff. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna have to take an L on this one. Mm, yeah. So um, if anybody else can actually try it and go ahead, be my guest. Let me know how it is. But mm. yeah, as of right now, I don't think Midnight Suns is for me. Okay, so I'm just gonna gonna trade it back at a GameStop. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, can't win them all. You know, I heard some good reviews about Midnight Suns as well, but I was like, uh, card-based strategy RPG. I'm like, yeah, that's not, yeah. Uh, give me a good old-fashioned hack and slash and beat them up, and I am golden. Yeah. Or even like a traditional like RPG or action yeah. RPG. That'd be Dude, dope. I beat God of War, and I know we talked about this, but damn, that game is a masterpiece. It I is. cannot stress this enough. Oh, yeah, God of War Ragnarok. That's the bee's knees. Yep. So, uh, and for my two comic book comic covers, nothing necessarily new, but the Marvel has been doing uh, some homage covers. So as a so um, the one the two that I have picked up, this one's a uh, Miles Morales two, but which is a homage cover uh, by uh, Stephanie Hans. Yeah, Stephanie Hans, and it's the famous uh, Todd McFarlane um, Spider Man number one cover. From uh, 1990, I believe. 1990. Oh, was that long? Was I thought it was like the mid 90s. No, it was a little early. <coughs> Spawn was mid 90s. Spawn was like 92. Two, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I do have that also. I have that cover, but. And then also the new Spider-Man number 17 is a homage cover by uh, John Romita Jr., Scott Hanna, and Mario Moniz. Menzies, excuse me, I know I butchered it, but it's the uh, homage to Amazing Spider-Man number 50, which also marks the first appearance of Kingpin. So, and there's been a lot of, a whole mess of uh, homage covers too that have been done lately. So, uh, listen, variants for you collectors out there, copy of variants. Because they up in value. I, I got a story for you that I'm going to tell off air, and you are not going to believe this. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm interested. All right. I, <clears throat> I, got, I got you. Okay. And other than that, other than our main topic, that's it. All right. Oh, fantastic. All right. So... So yeah, uh, so yeah, here we are. Um, uh, Our main topic this week, uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, season premiere of The Last of Us, uh, the uh, television show, the adaptation based on the uh, 2013 video game uh, developed by Naughty Dog. Um, This uh, this show made its debut this past Sunday, and it's uh, co-created by Craig Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann, who was the writer of both games. And it's the show stars uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, Bella Ramsey, Gabriel U- Luna, uh, Merle Dandridge, and Anna Torv. And uh, future episodes will also star uh, Nick Offerman. He's going to be playing uh, one of the uh, characters um, from the games. Um, he also stars Nico Parker. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brendan Fletcher, uh, Murray Bartlett. Melanie Linsky, Lamar Johnson, Graham Greene. Ooh, Graham Greene's in it. Nice. Uh, Storm Reed, Scott Shepard, and Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson uh, playing different roles. Troy Baker Ashley, and Ashley Johnson uh, playing Joel and Ellie, respectively, in the video games. Uh, they're going to be playing different characters in the show in future episodes. So, yeah, uh, The Last of Us, it's... Um, it is a uh, post-apocalyptic uh, uh, t- television series based on the 2013 video game. Uh, 
uh, game, uh, the show and the game uh, takes place in a post-apocalyptic world where this uh, this fungal uh, this fungal infection called the cordyceps cordyceps uh, infection has uh, ravaged humanity. It's uh, turned humanity into like mindless, rage-filled zombies, and then like grotesque fungi-like creatures. And yep, yeah. And uh, and the show follows uh, our protagonist Joel Miller, played by Pedro Pascal. And uh, the first episode uh, t- uh, takes place uh, partly takes place in the in the pre-apocalypse in 2003, when the world turned to shit, and so did Joel's life. And then uh, fast forwarding to the present day of the show, 2023, where Joel's a hardened smuggler, uh, reeling from uh, the loss of his daughter um, in decades past, and he's just trying to make a living. And uh, yeah. Um, I, I I will say um I'm, I'd be I'd be very interested in seeing um, how they're gonna adapt The Last of Us Part Two if they ever get to it if they're gonna depict um, the fatal uh, golf game that took Joel's life in Part Two um yeah so yeah Last of Us the television show first episodes in the books Carl what did you think of this adaptation I was very intrigued and surprisingly intrigued because you know the video game live adaptation curse yeah very notorious but damn it this one this one delivered i was i was into it Mm. and it was so much fun it was so much fun trying to compare the show to the game Mm -hmm. as us being you know both of us being fans of the uh video game itself and um what I also liked is that they gave more depth mm. to the yeah. beginning. Like it, it started off in 1963 where these scientists were on a talk show yep. and they were telling like, listen, this is going to happen mm-hmm. and this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, I thought the explanation was like, wow. Cause we never got that in the game. Oh no. Yeah. No, it just got to, just wakes up, it's his birthday, and then the world just goes to shit. Yep. Without any explanation. Mm-hmm. But this time we actually got one. And and then you go to I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, okay, this is different. They didn't have this in the game. And then, then they go to where the game starts off. Mm-hmm. And they have mild differences, which I'm okay with, because if they actually went step by step to the game, then then nobody's going to watch the show. Yeah. It'll just be like, okay, well, why do I need to watch this? I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like I could just play the game. Exactly. But they didn't do that. You know, mild differences. Uh, the daughter was definitely not the same as the daughter from the video game but mm-hmm. I I I enjoy, I found their interest I found their relationship very entertaining I did too just yeah. very smart alecky and just like just just a fun loving relationship uh, but there's still like that genuine that genuine love that was there yeah and damn it didn't that old lady fuck you up in the in the beginning Oh man, like I I loved like how they were building it up, like how the how the infection, the viral, inf- the fungal infection was starting to affect people. Like you saw like how the part where um, Sarah, uh, Joel's daughter, she's going to her neighbor's house, 
and she's just looking through like her like shelf of movies and in the background it's like she's out of focus but the the grandmother who's like an invalid who her neighbor's taking care of you see her twitching, twitching in the background just... her mouth is open and i'm like oh shit she's just is she gonna like jump out of her the wheelchair or what but it was like a, it was a very effective way of building that tension. That you horror. were sucked in right then and there, and just like, oh, shit's gonna go down. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty, and it was pretty accurate the way when, I mean, the the scene with the neighbors, like everything with the neighbors, was completely for the show. Yeah. And then they went to all right. Let's. Joe comes to get Sarah. Like, yo, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Okay, I know exactly where we're at in the game. Yeah. And they embody Joe Yeah. Pedro Pascal, he embodied that emotion oh, when man. Sarah gets killed. Yeah. Oh, I it hit me in the gut just as much as it did in the original game. Right. And I'm just like, yo, they and that's the thing. They nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they nailed like the tension of that scene, that emotional core of that scene too. The emotional roller coaster of them trying to find alternate routes just to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it played it played differently and slightly differently in the show where it actually played like even more chaotic with the airplane. Yeah, crashing out of the sky. <sighs> Damn, and and too like what I also liked like the 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 portrayal of like <clears throat> of the infected at least like like in their second stage where they're just like the mad uh, zombies like the part where Joel is carrying Sarah and he's running through the diner and that zombie's just like losing control he's just crashing into objects trying to get to him like that shit was scary as hell yeah it's like an animal like a like a rabid animal gone yep. loose yep you was inv- you was invested yeah and I will say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna gloat a little bit. Uh-huh. So earlier today we was trying to come up with ideas. So I'm like, you know what? Let's talk Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll watch it at, after work. Yeah. Well, well, you, you gotta understand, like, like, like as you said, as you said, there there is the curse, ongoing curse of video game adaptations. Yeah. Where we've gotten a whole bunch of movies that just did not cut the mustard. But I think that The Last of Us, what works for it is two things. One, it's a TV show. Right. So it has time to explore uh, the, the world more fully. And two, the story of the first game was so well written and so good that you could easily see it adapted into either a film or a TV show. But I'm glad that they chose a series. And three, the showrunner... Is the guy who wrote the video game? Yeah, one one of the co-showrunners, uh, Neil Druckmann. So it's like, all right, you can't go wrong with this, yeah. right now. For now, yeah, uh, yeah. But like this first episode, if it's uh, anything to go by, then you know we're. I think I think we're in for for some spe- some truly special uh, television, and also like a revolution in video game adaptations. Exactly, and one thing I noticed too. And this is definitely hang, you know, hanging around. The cinematography was very similar to the video game. It was, yeah. Like they they nailed all of the locations down pat. Like like Boston, post apocalyptic Boston. Like those are like ripped straight from the video games. Like like the the nasty grimy streets, the alleys, yeah. Fedra like patrolling, um, even like the the abandoned apartment buildings. 
which just seems grimy and dangerous at every turn. Like, you don't know what's lurking in there or not. And his, the skyscrapers were broken in half, and they were, like, connected to each other. And then it was downpouring by the end of the episode, and I'm sitting there like, I know exactly where we're at. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that and that scene, too. Like, I know I dropped before, but that scene where it, it came full circle to the opening scene because Joel had an immediate flashback of, like, the same circumstance where... Like his daughter, who wasn't killed by one of the infected, he was killed by another trigger happy human, not just any human, like one of the military. Yep. And he literally beat the dude to death with his bare hands. Like, like, oh my god! I, I expected, I expected Ellie to go, "Holy shit, Joel!" Like in, the, like in the first game, but she had that look. And 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 and, and <laughs> side sidebar: uh, Carl's reading a comment from, uh, from um earlier so it said that john says update on the sandwich bet uh in reference to an episode dated august 23rd of last year uh uh john hapani says and i quote if the dallas cowboys win this season super bowl i will have for the first time and perhaps last time ever in my life a chick-fil-a sandwich live on the air with the wicked nightmare extract on it a dab of it let's shake on it it's documented end quote why thank you john thank Go ahead and try. Go ahead and try to delete that episode. John Haponic, you are you're, you're you're my dear friend. I love you, but you're also a narc. <laughs> and I won't for, and I will not forgive you if the Cowboys manage to make it to the Super Bowl and win. And that's the key. They got to win. I know. I mean, even even if them boys make it to the Super Bowl, they got they got to close the deal. Making it ain't good enough. You know that don't work for me, brother. You 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 gotta win that championship. You gotta win that um, Vincent Lambert trophy. You know it's the Vince Lombardi trophy. But go ahead. Yeah, that guy, Vince McMahon. But anyway, um, you gotta win that 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 trophy. Okay. All right. All right. I love the gift that you sent to. <laughs> oh yeah, Jordan Peele sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I will say if if the Cowboys do win the Super Bowl, I will cancel the next week's episode of Codex Prime so you won't have a chance to gloat on the air in the same week. Oh, I, it's happening. I will take the wind out of your sails. No, no, you will not. I will use No, you will not. You are not gonna rob me of this. I will use all of my founder powers. Irrelevant. To, to, to make sure that your gloating is relegated to the YouTube channel and nowhere else and not on the live show. Oh, what's happening? I, I, I will wait. I, I will take, I will make sure this, this show goes on a month and a half hiatus. No, you So that not. way, none of it is relevant. Nah, man. And, and, and the bet is irrelevant. Nope. Irrelevant then. Nope. And we move on with our lives. Nope. It's fine. Nope. Nope. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see, you know. But anyways, back to back to <laughs> the subject I hand. Yes. Uh but yeah, man. Um, Perfection is perfected, so I let him understand. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rock him, right? Snoop. Snoop. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I get my rappers mixed up. But uh <laughs> but yeah, um I will say like um one of the show's biggest strengths. Uh, is the casting absolutely like Pedro Pascal? Like he nails Joel's voice. Like 
like close your if you close your eyes like it sounds like Troy Baker himself like dubbing the lines pr- probably but no it's man like he nails the cadence and like the world weary uh, southern drawl of, of of Joel's character and I, I was reading um that uh, uh Pedro Pascal was inspired by like his uh, San Antonio upbringing just like listening to people grow in growing up in that area and like he really captures that sound. I'm like, because I was, because I kept thinking to myself, like, I know, I know he nailed like um, something close to like a quote unquote American accent in The Mandalorian, yeah. but like Joel, I thought it was going to be a tougher deal, but yeah, he, oh. he nailed it perfectly. Yeah, and and, and Bella Ramsey as as Ellie. Oh my was... God! Tell me she was like, tell me like, what is your name, Veronica? Same as yesterday. Same as the day before. Can you count four? One, two, three, four. Slowly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm like, oh yeah, she's like seven, eight. Fuck you. Like that's what yeah, I was like. Damn. I was like, yep, that's Ellie, all right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact: they were on Game of Thrones together. That's right. Yeah, uh, uh, she was uh, Liana Mormont. Yeah, and uh, Pedro Pascal was uh, the Doran dude. Or Oberyn. Oberyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two, well, two good things that came out of that whack ass show. Um, oh, will you stop? We've been through this many times. Like I said, I I will carry that hate forever. It, it my my hatred for Game of Thrones and the hype that surrounded it boils like the fire in Centralia, Pennsylvania. Look it up. Centralia, it's like this um, abandoned ghost town where they had this, they, to this day, since the 60s, I believe, they have this like mine fire, this this mine fire that's been raging ever for like the past 50, 60 years. Really? Yeah, it's it's a creepy, creepy story. And apparently it, it, it was part one of the inspirations for the original Silent Hill. But, uh, but yeah, my fire burns like that Centralia fire. My hatred for that show burns like that fire yeah it will never go away D&D a pox on their houses <clears throat> you okay now yeah so all so right the, so, <laughs> so yeah so um so the show so the, the so yeah the, the casting is is on point and I especially like the fact that they actually cast Merle Dandridge uh, who actually played Marlene in the original game really yeah like she was the only act, actor from the original game who reprised the role in the live action version oh okay yeah so I was like oh that's that's pretty cool um yeah like I, I I'm curious to see uh I, I am curious to see like how how this show will unfold like where um, like like where they're gonna like flesh out uh different characters more because I because I know that um I think one, I think probably maybe the next episode or the episode after they're gonna run into um that you know remember remember that one part in the game where you're in this uh trap filled part of Boston the town where it's like filled with traps and then like that guy Bill he's like the lone survivor there oh yeah yeah like apparently there's gonna be like a slight diversion where his partner frank who in the first game you only see his diary and you hear that you read that he died and he resented bill um you're gonna see frank actually alive in in the show and um nick offerman plays the character bill so i'm I'm gonna be interested in seeing like his characterization and like their dynamic as well i'm actually ready to see uh 
Henry and um, Henry and Sam. I remember that that part messed me up when I first saw it, and I know it messed you up too because I remember you texted me and you were like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." I, I'm at, oh man, I'm gonna have to like psych myself up for that scene. Psych yourself up, do some push-ups or something. Mm. Like it's all your fault. Bam. I'm like, oh, like I had to take a walk for after that. I had to, <laughs> I had to pause the game. That's a lot. Walk like, oh man, this game is putting me through it. Yo, it it did it it did. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my girl, she she loves watching me play video games. Mm-hmm. So she so I was telling her about the show before we watched it. And I'm like, yeah, it's based on a video game. Do you have it? Yeah. And then she gave me that look. I'm like, Mm-mm. nope. Nope, can't. Not right now. Mm-hmm. I would love to revisit. Probably after the show. Yeah. Probably after the, like the first season of the show, then I would de- I would definitely revisit it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd be interested in, in revisiting the first game because the first game I absolutely love, and even the and also the DLC Left Behind. I never. I didn't play the Left Behind DLC. Yeah, Left Behind is worth it. Yeah, because it, it's like a it's like a, a prequel to Last of Us. Like it takes place like just like a few days before the first game. Okay, and you play as Ellie, and you get to see how she got infected. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I may need to do that then. Yeah, it, it's it's a really good uh, a side story. I'm like, wow, man, they really thought this out really well. Um, but I'm also curious. Well, not that curious because it's full priced. But I know that uh, Naughty Dog uh, they remade The Last of Us Part One. Yeah. Um, and to to make to make it more in line with Part Two in terms of graphically. So I think that that would be that would be great for people who for some reason for some reason have never played the first game. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not shelling seventy bucks just to so for a graphical update. Like we already got one with the remastered. So. Um, if I found some extra money, I'll just trade that in. I'm like, you know what? I'll do it. Yeah. Or if it's on sale. Yeah. Um, I, I will say you should definitely get, get with a PlayStation uh, Plus Premium. Like, I th- it's 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 worth the price. I have. Oh. Oh, Premium? Because, like, there's a lot of, like, free games on it. Yeah, I know. I have yeah. it. Uh, premium? Yeah. You have the Premium tier? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, Spider-Man's free on there, right? Miles Morales? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't find out till like the day I got it for you for your birthday. Yeah, which I which I did beat by the way. What'd you think? I liked it. I I thought it was I I thought it was a uh, it 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 was a bit short, still yeah. like seven hours long. I thought that um I thought I thought it didn't need to like be like full price like no it didn't short game it could have been like half the price that would have been fun have been better. Um, I I I, I thought the I thought the main. The main antagonist was interesting, Finn. Um, I, I wish I wish she survived because mm-hmm. I thought her character was pretty interesting. I thought she would be like a cool antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I was I was really interested in seeing how what they did with the Prowler, uh, his his uncle, Miles' uncle. I'm like, hmm. So he might be a might be a recurring villain. Might be in part two. Oh God, it's 2023. I know it's coming out this year. I, I'm interested in seeing. Uh, Harry Osborn Venom. Played by Tony Todd. Ooh. Ooh, that's great casting as Ven- as Venom. Man, oh, I'm oh, I'm interested. I wonder if that like I'm th- thinking about thinking about the game, sidebar, like for Spider Man two that comes out of the PS five this year. I wonder if they're gonna have the Harry Osborne Venom and then they're somehow gonna introduce Eddie Brock. Cause I know that they also introduced Kirk Connors in yeah. the uh, post credit scene as Miles Morales. So, hmm, 
or if they're building towards like a Sinister Six. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they did have the Sinister Six. Whoop. Yeah, they kind of... Well, we they just... did. They just didn't call them the Sinister Six. Oh, okay. But they were in the first Spider-Man game. Yeah, we had Doc Ock. We had... Mr. Neg- Doc Ock, Mr. Negative, Rhino, uh, Shocker, Electro. Well, they didn't have Vulture. Scorpion. They did have Vulture, too. Oh, they did? Yeah. Hmm. It's like an Easter egg? No. Vulture was in the game. Okay. Because you fought him with you is when you fought. Oh yeah, yeah. You fought him with Electro. I like the smokestacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Xbox, get it together. I know. You can always. You can't. You can't. You got gamepad. (laughs) You can only say that for so long, but it's like you got Game Pass. We got Last of Us. We got Game Pass. Spider-Man. We got Game Pass. Uncharted. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Ratchet and Clank. Gears of War. (laughs) Hell, Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe they can claim Crash Bandicoot because it's, I know, it's multi-platform. So, at least like the, I I think it is multi-platform now, but. Yeah, that's all I can really claim, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, uh, John Haponic asks about uh, the, the Last of Us show. Uh, do you want the entire game to be played out in a single season? No. Let it breathe. At least the first the first game, two seasons. Nah, I think that would stretch it out then. You think so? Yeah. I, th- I think like the first game can definitely fill out a whole first season. Um, cause like, cause there's like, that's, cause that's a complete story. If you stretch it out across two seasons, you'll get like the walking dead syndrome where they have like a bunch of filler to get mm-hmm. to the good stuff. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid now, of. Last of us two, two seasons, maybe three. That was a long motherfucking game. That was, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be interested in seeing how last of us two is presented on the show. If I'm, if I, if I'm going to like it more. Because I I think it might it might work better as a TV series part two, because like because like part it has to be yeah yeah because part two like the whole theme of like you know the cycle of violence revenge is bad, but that theme clashes directly with the gameplay because like you're you're murdering dudes and the game goes out of its way to make it fun and make it look all slick, but. As with the because because it's interactive, the, that message rings hollow, and that's why for me the story didn't quite work as it should have. But as a TV show, which since you don't have that interactivity, you have a distance there. So I think that, that those themes can play better on screen. Fair. So I'd be so I'd be curious to see like how they would adapt part two if they ever get to it. Fair, and it's good that they casted Ellie younger. So mm. it gives her a couple of years. She can grow into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, oh, and, you know, maybe there was, maybe they can expand some other characters from part two that were just background characters. Like, I know Jeffrey Wright was in Last of Us Part Two. He played that character, Isaac. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was part of, like, he was the leader of Abby's group. Yeah. Like, man, if you get, if they get Jeffrey Wright for, like, the second season. Oh, shit. They better give him, like, 
a meaty role, expand that character. Because this character was creepy as shit yeah, yeah. in the little we saw him in. Yeah. Damn, I really may have to just like revisit this game. Uh, the Last of Us one? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I just might do the same. Because, like, yeah, like, this... There's a reason why this game is so beloved, like in terms of like the writing and and the characters, characters, and why like the first episode alone is just, just perfect. Like I don't, I wouldn't have changed a thing about it. Like they, like the changes that they made added to the show. It didn't Thank take away. yes, it did. Yes, it did, and it still kept the lore. Yeah, it's it still kept the lore, and also it was a it's a great example of of having a show that's built not only for fans of the game, but for people who have no familiarity with the game. And shout outs to my buddy, Matt. I, I told him about it a long time ago and then I'm just what, yeah, I was, we was working today. He was getting ready to leave. I'm like, yeah, it's podcast night. We're about to talk the last of us. I watched it. Now, mind you, he didn't even know it was a game. Oh, really? Like I told him before, but then he must've just like forgotten. I'm like, mm. and he was like, yo, I really loved it. He's already a fan of like, uh, post-apocalyptic stories and stuff. So yeah. he was already sunk in it as it is. And he was like, I loved it. And I'm like, and that's a game. Mm. I'm like, you can literally watch gameplay on YouTube. Yeah. And it will be just like watching the show. My sister watched her roommate play. Mm. And she was immersed into it. She was like invested into the story. Mm. Like as if she was watching a TV show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... Yeah, so like the game's so immersive, and that world is just so well realized in the game that that the that the not the show just nails it down pat. And like, given how given how accurate and how how well balanced the show is in terms of like attracting new fans and like and fans of the old games, like this is like a watershed moment in video game adaptations. Because I think maybe the, the secret to to adapting video games on this on the big screen. Is the small screen like adapting yeah. it to television? Because because I think when you adapt when you adapt it to movies, a lot of things will, will get lost in the shuffle. Because you're talking about like some games are pretty long, and you got you're you trying condense. to condense it, yeah, and yeah. rewrite them into a movie and stuff. So that's yeah. you're going two hours tops, you know, nowadays. So yeah, and and I think that like you know I know like uh, adaptations like the Sonic the Hedgehog movies have gotten mm-hmm. pretty good reviews, um, which is a step in the right direction. But Last of Us shows us that yo, like, like video games. This might this might um, give studios some ideas. They might, for better or worse, might try to adapt, uh, get the rights to a lot of games, and hopefully they'll do them justice. Because I would like, because there's like, you, there's a, like a whole bunch of other games that I would like to see adapted adapted to television. Um, like like we kind of sort of got The Witcher, but it's also based on books. I think the yeah. the, the Netflix series is based more on the books than the games. Yeah. Um, um, the Uncharted movie was okay. Yeah. Like, I say just check it out if you need... Like, check it out just to... For research purpose. Check it out for research purposes. Yeah. And it's like, all right, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. Don't 100% agree with the casting, but I understand it because hopefully if the... They were hoping, like, if the... If the movie um the movie was so was successful they could build a franchise out of it stick to it and he can grow into that role mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i thought that like tom holland as anything drake was unusual casting it was unusual but it's like he's already like athletic enough so he can mm-hmm. do a lot of the parkour stuff so yeah 
Uncharted is a pizza movie. You know what? I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah, just order a pizza, watch it, and, and enjoy. Yeah. Indeed. Um, oh, let me think. I think it's something like, um, like, what are some video games that you would like to see adapted as television series? As television like, series. Like if it had like the the care and depth and the budget of The Last of Us. Oh, um, damn! I can't. Wait. I never played it, but I think possibly Star Wars: The, Fall, the Fallen Order. Oh, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, that would be a good series. Yeah. Um. Ghost of Tsushima, that's actually being developed into a movie. Yep. I think that could work. That w- that one could work as, as, a show. work as a movie. As a movie, yeah, it, it could. Yeah. Same director as John Wick's doing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Off to a good start. Um, Damn, I haven't really... Um, uh, John says Heavy Rain. Um, Heavy Rain, it could work, but... I would say like there's a couple of things that they would have to, to to tweak with the story, like like the whole twist of who the killer was in the I game. Know. I never played it. So. Yeah, like the twist doesn't work. It was mad silly, like in in Heavy Rain. I was like, really? That's that's who the killer was? I think that they would have to like rewrite a couple of things to make it work better on on screen. But Heavy Rain's a good a good answer. God of War is actually being adapted to a TV show. Hmm, that could work as a show. Yeah, Amazon. Um, Bloodborne, oh, I'd like to see as a TV show. Bloodborne can work. Yeah. Like Bloodborne, Control um, uh, by Remedy. That would be like a really cool sci-fi series. Alan Wake. Yeah, that would be a really good one too. Didn't they re-release? He did re-release that. Yeah. It came out. Yep, Alan Wake remastered. And, and the way it's structured, it's, it's like structured like a, a TV, like an episodic TV series. And it was actually modeled after Twin Peaks. The show. Oh, there you go. So, uh, yeah. man. I don't know why I can't even think of any. I'm really trying to like mm. picture my like trying to picture like my uh video game collection. Ooh, how about Detroit Become Human? I wouldn't say TV show. No? No. You think more, movie. more of a movie? Yeah. I think if you if you condensed a couple characters maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Or even like a TV miniseries. Yeah. Okay, I can rock with that. Speaking of miniseries, did you start Kaleidoscope yet? No. I, I, I haven't gotten to it. Like, listen, my schedule is busy. Like, no, I, you're, not, you're not as busy as you say you are, and we all know it. Look, I, I, look I'll, I'll get to it eventually. See, there's the stutter. He's lying. I'll get to it eventually, man. You know, um, I, I just got a lot on my plate, you know? I can tell you're lying, cause when you're replying, <laughs> you stutter, 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 stutter. I didn't stutter. I didn't stutter. I will make the time, eventually. I really think you should. my sister started it, and she's and it's just like, all right, this is the order that I got. Mm. Then when she's finished, that's when you can have the conversation. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued by the premise. Um, yeah, you really got me thinking on this one. Oh, definitely Red Dead Redemption. That's a good yes. Yeah. That one. Yeah, that would be a great uh, miniseries. Um, 
control yeah but yeah, a whole bunch of other games um so definitely like any of the fallout games would make for a good series fallout yeah borderlands i know that apparently that's just like that show is just getting i mean that movie is just already like getting on people's nerves <laughs> like they i think they had to do like reshoots and stuff mm. yeah uh, oh, definitely Bioshock. Yeah, that would be a great TV TV show or miniseries, yeah, if done right. Horizon Zero Dawn would have to be a movie. Yeah, Onimusha is definitely a movie. Hmm. Um, wow, I did not update. <laughs> I did not update this. <laughs> um. Yeah, I can't really even think of it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little meme of it and post it on our social medias. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll let let the people know like what would make what video game would make for a good TV show or miniseries or movie. Um, but yeah, I think The Last of Us, man. It's it's uh so far with that first episode, it's definitely on the right track. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm invested. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in weekly. I'll I'll definitely uh. See, we'll see how this unfolds. Yeah, we need a new weekly show anyways. We haven't had one since Insecure. Yeah, I do miss Insecure. I do. <laughs> yeah, man. Lawrence. Uh, I understand. You do. <laughs> I, 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 I can relate. <laughs> I can definitely relate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, we, we definitely need a new weekly series. Um to 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 kind of to kind of chew the fat on uh, on this show. So, yeah, Last of Us will fit the bill. Um, you know, uh, th- thankfully it's got the right creators behind it. Yes. You know, so that's that's the that's the key. So yeah, we'll see. Um, so far, I think we have three, couple more episodes scheduled. One for next week and one the week after. Um, I'm not sure how many episodes are uh were made for the first season yet. Uh, but I do know that we have two episodes coming down the pike. And I'm looking forward to them. Uh, it's ready. Yep. So, yeah, Last of Us, uh, Sundays at 9 on HBO Max. Uh, check it out. The uh, first episode is available. Uh, let us, if you, when, Whenever you watch it, let us know what you think uh, of the show. Um, uh, still to come. Oh, and also, too, like one other thing. I'm glad that they also had uh, Gustavo Santolala uh, create the music for the show like he did for the games. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so now this is really like it's because now we're starting to see that it's a passion project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the team that is behind it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, they got all the right players behind uh, uh, behind, behind the scenes and in front. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll be here. We'll, we'll chat about more episodes as they as they come along. And, uh, yeah, definitely let us know what you think of the show uh, as, as it develops. Uh, but yeah, man, um, as we're wrapping up, uh, Carl, any other, uh, things you got going on or anything else, uh, on your mind? Actually, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's been, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty like week. Surely, you know, a lot of things are going to be, uh, developing soon. Uh, I'm going to be looking for, looking into getting some guests on the show. Uh, within the next coming weeks, so definitely stay tuned for that. Nice. And um, yeah, 
that's it. Uh, thank you for watching on uh, Facebook Live. And, you know, you can follow us on Instagram at Codex Prime Cast, Twitter at well, I, Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter Codex Prime Cast. You can find special content on our YouTube. Just search Codex Prime Podcast on YouTube, and you can find us. Uh, you can find us on all uh, stream uh, pla- podcasts and streaming platforms like. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and so forth. Um, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, uh, check us out next week. Uh, we'll have more uh, Codex Prime goodness and magic uh, f- for y'all. Uh, once again, thank y'all for watching and listening in the chat. Um, yeah. Uh, Go go 49ers uh <laughs> next week. I'm I'm not I mean I'm not gonna watch the game because I have better things to do with my time. Uh as always, uh we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Go cowboys. Super Bowl. Damn right. Not <laughs>